So uh, welcome back to the last house pod of the season. Phil, how you doing? I'm very well. Uh, even more excited than usual, as you can tell by my voice. <laughs> You're a little bit poorly sick, aren't you? I'm not feeling... Well, I don't feel ill. I just can't stop coughing. <laughs> oh, you nearly got me then. Oh, oh um, there was nearly a cough. I just can't stop coughing. And uh, yeah, since my uh, little boo-boo on my nose, I've been a bit stuff- snuffly. That was that was two weeks ago in the semi-final. You boo-booed your nose, wasn't it? Yeah, about 10 days ago. Ten days. Tried to try to drown me. Uh, so a bit of blood went into my lungs, which I've been coughing up for the last week. And I think that might have caused a little bit of a issue with my chest. But I went to the doctors. I could probably find out, couldn't I? But... We don't. We don't need to go to the doctors. We've opened players. Yeah. Well, I just self-diagnose and not have the required medicine. Well, exactly. Exactly. We don't need medicine. We're natural athletes, I think. Um, so this podcast is all about a review of the season, and we have a, I'd say, a special guest, especially in in yeah, other terms. Yeah, a special needs guest coming on a bit. But I'm going to ask you about the one thing I want to know about this season. It was the first pub golf, pub golf back this year. What's your review of the pub golf this year, Phil? The pub golf was very good. Now, I didn't partake in it fully uh, due to some uh, some logistical issues. Um, but I joined at uh, the boathouse. Yeah. Uh, the canal house, sorry, yeah. not the boathouse. I uh, joined at the canal house and uh, followed followed the rest of you around. Um, <laughs> the the fall down was again Osbar, as it always is every year. Always. Everyone feels good coming out of um, uh, out of the old trip after yeah. a little sing song, walk up the hill, and then have a quick photo with Robin Hood. Royal children, Royal <laughs> children. Where we sent, we were in there for so long for no reason. So long, and then the air hits you in that two hundred meter walk to Osbar. And uh, suddenly everyone's absolutely hammered. <laughs> I know, that's where we see the, the first of the backdoors go. We saw, I mean, out of everyone, Ollie Hansen backdoor it. In yeah, the- Ollie, Ollie's reasoning wasn't for alcohol, it was for hunger. He hadn't eaten. I know, rookie error. And ref left with him. Ref. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's be honest, ref's actually quite a good guy. Oh, he's a lovely guy. I still don't know his actual name. But- I don't understand how they're friends. Uh, no, I don't either. No. But then again, Ollie would probably say that about me and him. So <laughs> I'm not sure Ollie has any friends. He just hates everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so what was did you did you make it to beer keller? Yes. Oh, me and Theo were the first to beer keller. Theo will claim that he finished first, which would be fair he did. Um, <laughs> uh, we we got to beer keller. And I think Mal and Roe were with us as well. Um, but Roe quite forcibly told me not to buy Mal a drink. And then I offered to buy her a drink. And as I was purchasing the drinks, she backdoored it with Mal, uh, which was apparently Mal's idea, which is shows real maturity from young Mal. I was going to say, that, that's um, good for Mal to go, no, no more, I'm off. And then we had, obviously, Rimo's Tears for the third time in the evening. And to be fair, he had had a scrap. Well, not a scrap, a, a cuddle with Stevie, which, to be fair to him, was a brave move. Stupid um, move. I think you mean stupid move. It was a stupid move, but he, he got off lightly by just being shown the door by the bouncer. 
He got saved by Bouncer. He got saved, saved by <laughs> Bouncer. <laughs> imagine, imagine that story coming out if uh, Rimmer battered Stevie. Um, so it wasn't the uh, it wasn't the the loudest or liveliest pub golf, but it was very good return to form for most. Uh, John T, I've got to admit, you know, kudos to John T for a change. He did very well. He did all right. I mean, he stuck to semi-pro, and all I heard, all he was shotting all night was Malibu. But for John T, that's pretty good. You pick your horse. You do. And his horse was his little sister. Yeah. <laughs> that's not very nice. <laughs> yeah, there was a reference there to the fact that she works with horses, but it came across a little bit abusive. <laughs> <laughs> ah, and to be fair, Sam Green is the best drinker out of all of them. So she's she yeah. can... no, she was she didn't seem drunk. No, anybody. scarily. Yeah, maybe maybe she was drunk, but we were slightly. I, I don't think I was that drunk compared to. I, I wasn't. I wasn't that drunk at all. No. But, I took the tactic of because uh, people kept asking me why do you keep downing it because I realised we're in each pub for about half an hour, so down a pint you've got twenty five minutes to spare. Yeah, so you're not backing and backing. You, you're doing all right there. Um, so it's pub golf. The last two weeks have been quite quite all right to be fair in terms of things. Firstly, Scunthorpe semi final, what a win! <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Um... That was a really good performance for everyone. I think we kind of knew we had the beat in a Scunthorpe in a way. Mm. Um, from the last two times we played them, we just lost out in the, in the sort of final third in the last two games. Uh, so, yeah, no, it was a really good performance, really energetic performance, you know, mm. some real effort going in. And, and we, we Was it 2014 we won? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's a, it's a great win uh, on Sponsors Day as well, which is always good. And then coming into the Doncaster game, I think we were quite positive. And to be fair, we just left a little bit on the pitch. Um, Scoreline might slightly flatter Doncaster, Mm. 48 points. Um, I think two or three of their tries could have been avoided. But it was a good performance. You know, we've scored 38 points and good tries in there. So we can't be too disheartened. so, yeah, it's just minor frustration to finish the season on a loss, but it was quite a good game. And I think both teams played it in the right spirit with a pretty poor referee. <laughs> yeah, we don't like to uh, to bang a referee on here. He's, he's young and trying to improve himself, but there's a lot of improvement left from what I could see on the pitch. Yeah, I think um, when like players are discussing the decision he's made after he's made the decision in front of him, it's kind of shows that he may be losing the losing both sides rather than just one so yeah it was a bit frustrating but I think you know we've had a tough season it's been hard work um, nothing to play for really uh, apart from pride and and you know we've, we've lost a lot of people along the way you know we've had a quite, quite the injury list so we'll go into next year into a new league new league system and, and try again yeah 100% and for those who don't know the new league system, do you want to give us a bit of an overview quickly? Yeah, we've been absolutely shafted. There's a pretty <laughs> overview. Um, so essentially just the way we stay in tier five, but tier five goes from four leagues to six leagues mm. and tier four goes from two to three. So there's sort of a, 
uh, a pyramid set up. Um, we've somehow ended up in the Northeast League, um, which it's not just us, to be fair. Bridgeford and Derby, I think Derby. I know Bridgeford definitely will be. I'm not, I'm not sure about Derby yet, but yeah. we'll be in that league as well. Um, so there's plenty of trouble for them too. Uh, Doncaster will be in that with us as well. Phoenix, Scunthorpe will be in that with us. So there are some more local games for us next year. Uh, and new opponents as well, I think, which would be quite nice. Um, so it'll be interesting. I mean, we're playing some good teams. You've got York, you've got Heath, uh, Driffield, um, Billingham, Annick, you know, all these clubs that we, the club probably hasn't played for 20 to 30 years. Hmm. So it'll be a real good sort of opportunity for the lads to go out and see some different different clubs and also a, a vastly different style of rugby, I think. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, from playing in the, the twos and threes, playing the same teams every every week is pretty fucking boring. But what what's the... Uh, and I mean, let's point out the obvious. Anik, what's, what's the thoughts about that travel? Oh, Ruth loves it. Um <laughs> I, I, I can't I can't explain I mean Anik must be used to it you know it doesn't matter what league they're in they're travelling yeah um, unless they play in the Scottish leagues um, <laughs> but for, for even for them to have to come down to to Nottinghamshire and Derbyshire three times in a season and Lincolnshire so they've got four trips south of the Humber it's mad well, that's five good. if you include Doncaster, so yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's absolutely mental for them. Oh, um, crazy! I mean, my geography is not great, but on the uh, the hour, how far is that for them to come down to this part? To us, Derby and Bridgeford is four hours. That's horrible, isn't it? And it's probably three and a half to Doncaster. So you must have you you must have done that in your pro days, but it can't have been as bad because there's a little bit of. Uh, <laughs> little bit well, you, you sign up for that yeah. and, and, you, and you don't have work on Friday you, mm. you're travelling on Friday and you're staying in a hotel and you get fed and you know, you've got a routine before games and stuff um, barely any of our lads will have done that Yeah, um, and it's a, it's a totally different world to step into but at the same time every other team in the league is going to be in the same position yeah, and, and you know, me and George were talking about it the other day that it's just going to be about who can win the home games. If you can win your home games and nick a few away games, you'll be in good stead. Hundred um, percent. But yeah, it's, it's it's it'll be different, and it'll be a bit of an experience for lads. There's only now twelve teams per league rather than fourteen, so you know we dropped four games, so we should technically not be as tired at the end of the season. <laughs> Um, but I think this season's also sort of shrunk. So every league game's finished by March, and then there's some kind of national cup competition yeah. after that. But me and George were saying, you know, we might we might stumble in the first hurdle on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think the RFU haven't quite done what they've said in terms of reducing travel. They definitely <laughs> haven't done that uh, <laughs> unless you unless you live in London. Um, but that's all. That's all that matters, right? Yeah, yeah. If, if you're the RFU, as long as London's okay. Yeah, inside the M25. Yeah, oh. down to Brighton and Canterbury. 
That's it. That's that's what God's, after. God's country is going to be. God's God's country, yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll see. Can't do anything about it. Um, my uh, plans for a breakaway franchise system aren't quite up and ready to go yet, but give it a year or so. That's patented, so uh, no one can steal that. And thought about it, didn't we? We you discussed it. I uh, yeah. I said I'll buy in. Yeah, I, I didn't. Your ten pounds wasn't going to stretch very far. But... <laughs> ten pounds. Sorry, I thought I'd text you five, but ten pounds is fine. <laughs> ten pounds is fine. Yeah. No, I think um, we'll see how this is reacted by all the clubs. I think it's going to. We're we're on the the cusp of the borders in terms of the league. So you know, next season we might stay in that league, and then the season after we could be in the middle league, the central league, anyway just because yeah. of the way the teams fluctuate. So it's it's one of those things where teams are shifting leagues all the time. I mean, Bedford Athletic, I think, have ended up in... Uh, I think they're in the South East League. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, someone like Five Minutes of the Road's in the Central League. So it's all a bit sort of messed up. But, um, yeah, look, it's, it, we've got to do what we've got to do. And... Boys don't want to play rugby, so we'll definitely do that. We'll have a bit more of a um, run into the season next year with some proper games. We only managed the one pre-season game this year. Make sure we're nice and organised, ready to go come come July and, and go from there. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I know that we've got, I think, three or four, and that was saying to me about pre-seasons, pre-season games, one of them being... I think our last proper guest on here, Matty Everard's Long Eaton and, and a few other kind of local teams to, to see where we pick. I think it'd be good. And I think Nathan agrees and you'll probably agree to play teams who we've played in the last few years to see where we're going to stand. Because obviously we've, we've we've missed one or two key players, one of them being our, our club captain. He was going to come on today, but unfortunately unavailable. Um, but to go into next season... Story of his season. Well, yes, yeah, story of his season. <laughs> <laughs> But to, to go into a get to go into a season with a uh, maybe not a maybe not a better preseason in the terms of training, but a better preseason in terms of fixtures might actually do better for the ones and with the. I think the, we could do. I think we could do more in preseason as well. I think last year we actually went into the season with a totally different game plan. Yeah. Which after about six seven games we decided we should revert to revert to what we knew well. Um, so we spent a lot of time doing that. Whereas this year we'll just carry on playing the way we are. Yeah. Um, which we've sort of augmented to suit us and then a lot more sort of fitness. I know that, you know, lads are getting in touch with me already about getting prepared for pre-season, which is pretty good. Um, so I've sent out one or two sort of little plans for people already. So I think the plan is just to roll into it. Let's try and be as fit and as strong as we can be and, and the rugby take care of itself because we've been doing that for five, six years together now. Oh, 100%. And I mean... Yesterday, I don't want to. I don't want to drop this in there, but I was I'm obviously a CrossFitter now. Um, but Mr. James Reeson turned up to CrossFit yesterday, and he signed up and paid up to to join for the next few months. So that's another possibility in the cards. I'm saying this on a on a platform where you can't deny it that much. But there are talks about seeing if uh, our mate Yes would come to Pavs one preseason night to put us through our. Yeah. Places. His links with West Bridgeford are a bit too strong. He he said he's not bothered by that anymore. Oh, okay. He he just likes me and he likes Jim now and he likes you. So that's three compared to whatever's down there nowadays. <laughs> um 
But yeah, that would be good. And also before we before we got our, our guest on, um, also with the twos going into a more competitive RFU league, that's going to make a huge. Well, we should hopefully, fingers crossed, make a huge difference. Um, because opposed to as opposed to playing kind of the same teams every week, we're going to be playing against Mansfield ones, uh, Bridgie twos, which we've done a few times this season, and obviously these these bigger, more competitive clubs. Do you see that as a from a coaching point of view? beneficial to the first team and the club as overall. Yeah, I think, you know, if you're going to have a squad system, you need people to be playing competitive rugby week in, week out. Yeah. The penance and the merits or whatever they're called nowadays just don't seem to be happening no. on a weekly basis. So, you know, we're calling people who haven't played like Cal Mason played the week, hadn't played for 18 months or something ridiculous. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, it's, it's important, I think, that we get in that league, even if we don't necessarily have to rampage it and we just, yeah. the lads just play some good rugby. That's the most important thing. You know, we've got lots of young lads coming through and we can only take 18 on a Saturday in the first team. So we need to make sure these lads get something competitive on the Saturday. So, yeah, I think it's good. I think it'd be interesting to see what the rules are in terms of moving players up and down and doing all that. Uh, I'm sure Guru will have the answers for me when I ask him, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think I think personally for me, I think that's the, the best thing. And then you know, our third team can just be that social side. Yeah, they can, and, and if they can muck in on a wet Saturday at Mansfield and help our twos out, then great. If if they don't want to do that, then fair enough. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's something to call out because I know a lot of the a lot of a few of the third team players listen to this, but it's very much uh, although the twos have gone into an RFU league and obviously the ones are at, at level five at the minute, but. It doesn't mean that we're sacking off the third team by any means. It, the third team is going to probably be one of the most important teams in the club because of having to back up the twos. You have to back up the ones. So for those who are listening who have not played in a few years, before we get our guest on, jump in. It's definitely a, a good season to come back and, and play rugby because we know we're going to get fixtures across the board um, and so on and so forth. I've just dropped our guest a line for the for the Zoom. So we'll pause here and wait for him to come on. It could be waiting a while. Could be waiting a while. So this is our uh, special needs guest for the day, George Billum. How are you doing? Special needs, yeah. All right, Tom. Yeah. Sam? Uh, when's the when's the twenty one forty three landing in East Mids today? Do we know? Um, no, I'm just about to after this call. Actually, I'm just about to uh, bring it in. It's not out there. That's, that's, that's <laughs> his, window, Nottingham, so <laughs> get his tennis table paddles out, and <laughs> nothing will be landing near my house. I hope you never know with the world as it is. You never know. You never know. So, George, you've obviously played quite a bit this season in the ones, even though you've had. A few weeks out due to eye injuries and and stags and stuff. What what's your thoughts been on this season? Um, uh, well, we stayed up in a in a no relegation year. Yeah, stayed up. <laughs> so this that um, I think that kind of got the better of us. The whole organisation and reorganisation and no relegation and yeah, I think we maybe left a bit lacking because of that, but. All in all, um, it wasn't as good as we wanted it to be. But I think we, I, to be honest, what I sometimes feel guilty of is I completely still enjoy playing rugby. 
at this level. It's like, it's so fun to be with the lads still. And I know a few of the games are getting absolutely pumped, but um, still thoroughly enjoy being around the team. And yeah, it's, it's, it, it was a good year, but uh, we've left enough room for improvement. So let's leave it as that. Plenty of room for improvement. I think would be the way I'd sum it up, but I enjoyed it. But yeah, it was one of those seasons. I think I think the all these um successes on life cycle, isn't it? So that you're gonna get you're gonna get years like this when he's slightly off the boil. It's just lucky that we haven't uh, succumbed to to uh, finishing that, that 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 level in the table, but yeah, that's pretty much a sum up, I reckon. What about you guys? You've been discussing it already. I've not obviously heard it yet. Is he kind of following the same? Yeah, that's kind of where I put it. It's been a bit frustrating. We've lost a lot of people along the way. You know, Collingham's, um, Tippo, you know, you and disappeared off to Mexico for three yeah. months. And then rocked up back at Club Golf Week. Yeah, lucky he's taking a holiday whenever he's fancied it. And well, that's the way it is. That you is can't stand up straight. Mobile will fly off in the league. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm quite mobile, it's just in the wrong direction towards the floor, <laughs> just, just with gravity. Puts me out for, yeah, puts me out for a few weeks. Um, anyway. We won't dwell on that because we've been there. <laughs> so, for a question for both of you, what's it been like playing in a league which is competitive, but knowing you can't actually get relegated? Is that is that been a bit of an issue? Do you think for yourselves or for the the team as a whole? I mean, no. that might be a bit of an unjust thing to to ask when you're not in that situation. But I know I know for. Um... I know for myself, it's difficult because I'd love the competition and I can't, you kind of, yes, you get that week in, week out, but it kind of feels like sometimes it's not for anything. Um, it is for a little bit of pride all the time. and Ultimately, we want to be, we want to be improving our level in the, in the league and et cetera, et cetera. And when it feels like it's kind of not in a competition, found it hard a few times, definitely. Definitely, I, I don't know. I don't know anyone would say it didn't affect the teams. Um, some of them that were going for promotion right at the top end, and then um, yeah, it may not have had so much of an effect. But yeah, I think down the bottom end, for some teams that you can tell by the results. Some some weeks, some teams actually come from other teams out of nowhere, and then one team decides to have a week off and. And, and cops it. I mean, we were that team a few more times than we've liked, but yeah, I feel like that that crept into a few other clubs. Um, what do you reckon, Phil? Is that, I don't know, from a coaching point of view? Yeah, it was a um, weird one. It was a hard one when we found out because I said to, I, I, my thought was, well, we'll just play something, we'll just do it different, we'll just play differently. So we went into the season with a different game plan. Mm. Um, so we probably threw away, you know, four or five games at the end of the season trying to run this new game plan and we didn't have a pre-season I mean Tom I've already skirted over that so <clears throat> it was difficult and then suddenly you're sort of fighting a losing battle yeah. and you realise you're in the bottom three but actually it doesn't really matter so it's quite a hard headspace to be in 
Um, it, it was so kick-started, wasn't it? I mean, certainly for our club, with, with the way we did it, we did a lot over the, was it the summer? Was it was it still COVID? But we're kind of trying to stay together, sort of on a cyclical um, uh, kind of organisation. But then, yeah, when we, I guess, pre-season kind of slapped in the face a little bit. I mean, it was more to the time, you know, everything else. Time with COVID and time with the, basically the way everyone's, Last two years of pandemic, I think. Yeah, um, I think coming off the back of COVID, we were very slow out of the blocks, and that's just because for eighteen months we've had nothing organised yeah. and nothing prepared. And I think the first two months of our season probably show that. Mm. And then we did get back into it. We did sharpen up a bit, and then you know around Christmas, we always struggle around Christmas. We always have mm. done as a club, but we really struggled. Um, yeah, and then the back end of the season, we've just been absolutely ravaged by injuries and mm. availabilities and stuff like that. So it's it's one of those things. Look, we're, we're an amateur rugby club. It's going to happen. You can't do anything about it. I think we could just be better prepared next year and, and fly into a season where, you know, we've got a new opposition to play against and new teams to show what we can do and stuff like that. So um, I'll do my best to do that on one hip one ankle and half a knee. And two thirds of a hernia is still there. More than you had that's more than you had this year though, isn't it? Is it have you got have you improved in the last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my shoulders are fine now. <laughs> <laughs> I do ready. think though, I do think though the the um the element of unknown is um is gonna help our squad and our team because um there's some there's some fairly experienced players in, in our squad now and uh, who played against a lot of different opposition. Um, mainly around the Midlands and yeah, some of the opposition that we've got, whilst it might be quite far away, I think for me there's certainly a little bit of um, yeah, it, it'll be a nice little novelty I think, for the first year or two um, going to these places and yeah, copping some of the oppositions and just wanting to put our brand out there because they obviously don't know about us either so I think that happened when we first got to this level there's teams that didn't know about us, so we wanted to show what we're actually about. So I think we'll get that back a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say when we, when you lads first got into this level five, I think we could probably all look back and go, yeah, we stung some teams by them not knowing mm. what we what we were like and what our game plan was. And and I mean, it's not the hardest game plan in the world, but when executed properly, it's very hard to play against. Is that something you're both looking forward to getting back to in a kind of mindset of they don't know about us, fuck them, we don't know about them. But you know, what? I think it also helps from the way around for some of our lads. You know, they they get too worked up about who we're playing against, <laughs> and they want to get they want to get their own back or do whatever. <laughs> Not worked up as such, but I think certainly with the level of um, that sort of age level and some of, some of the, some of the players this year, there's um, there's more of a nervousness in. Not nervousness, but kind of apprehension in, okay, I'm now in this team. This is what we did last year. We're not going that well this year. We need to, and it's, it's kind of a bit of a, just a bit of a kind of added up effect. But, um, I think of it, but they don't all do that. Some of them are just like completely level and get on with it. But um, I certainly think if I was, if I was back in that, <clears throat> back at that age, playing some teams that we've got to play before, or going up there in the squad, not into the unknown, but yeah, and a little bit of something that's uh, nice and nice. It is, it is a breath of fresh air, but 
whether it's gonna brush brush air after um four hours in the car then <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna find that out or car or bus. Yeah, we're going to need some fresh air after four hours in a car. Um, Especially the car of you. <laughs> right. I'm not having that at all. <laughs> Moving on from that, little, from that little slight dig, going back, to, going back to this season before we look forward again, we've obviously had a, a lot of lads that have had to step up this year um, who, but probably, who may not, in, in, without injuries, be having the opportunity to play that level or, or maybe they even would have done with without the injuries but there's been a lot of young lads what's that been what's that been like because obviously we've had a quite a solid first team kind of 18 for the last few years we've kind of known who's going to be in and around that to have these new lads step up into positions where they played out of position and stuff is it been is it been nice to see as to without sounding horrible aged members of our first team <laughs> has that been a bit of a breath of fresh air are there, are there been people that have impressed you yeah uh, yeah but that wanted to try and steal our feel is it i think it's been great that has been a one massive positive of the season is we've had we've had the unfortunate injuries that we've had in some of the mainstays certainly in um well the back row and the back line as it were and then um, yeah, there's been opportunity for these guys to just throw that out in the ring. Um, and yeah, I think with every if everyone's fit now, there's there's a few headaches that are, that are going around the coaching staff. I can honestly say that because um, the improvement of some of these guys from from a little bit rabbit in the headlines to the end of the season, um, where I think it was uh, Bridge North at home. I wasn't, I wasn't playing him, but we sliced them apart. Um, again, we did it to Doncaster slightly, but there was a few other bits lacking, and uh, obviously Scunthorpe that was a complete performance. So all these guys have stepped up to the plate in different at different times, and um, yeah, really put the hats in the ring. So that's been a massive positive for me. Um, as long as they can come back and do it again this season and next year, then yeah, it's going to have a few headaches. I think. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's always nice to have sort of a batch of young players. Um, come through and I think they've all come through and done their part hmm. the, um, it's going to be hard to get them in though yeah yeah. sometimes it's hard to give them the experience yeah this is why the seconds being in the league they're in next year is so important to me is, yeah. is there's nothing like playing a competitive league game hmm. you, know, you can play all the pennant games you want but when there's someone having a pint beforehand it's not really that competitive oh, yeah. yeah Tom um, so <laughs> Yeah, I think um, this could be massive for the club and, and those guys have done really well, you know, Jack Taylor, um, Josh Alton-Smith, I mean, Ed James, even though he's a bit older, um, Lockie, you know, they've all done, Owen Taylor, they've all done their bit. Um, I'm not going to say one of their names because he doesn't deserve to be on here, but, uh, but yeah, it's... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's a great thing, and the club's in a good position. We could do with a few more, mainly around the front row, uh, coming through. But um, yeah, I think it's a great place. George, we wanted to ask you two questions. We don't want to keep you long because we know you've got daddy duties to do in the morning, and maybe even now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not now. They're all asleep, thank God, uh, including the, yeah, why? Yes, yeah, so why? Um, 
What was your favourite game of this year? Uh, um, give me some tips. What ones did we win? <laughs> Let's we not win that. We didn't it. away. Oakmere away. Not Oakmere, sorry. <laughs> of course. You really <laughs> have stopped playing. You really have. The team's really over for you, isn't it? My, when, you there, when you play there, when you play there, that'll be you tomorrow. I, I was meant to be there tonight. Um, Arundel, sorry, away. Arundel away was nice. Was nice horrendous weather. Um, yeah, it wasn't great. Um, I think I scored again at Arundel, which I've never not scored there, so that was good. Um, and it was also, it was also two days after my uh, daughter was born, which is, Exactly the same as three years before. I played two years after Billy was born away at Handel. So, yeah, nice little, that was a nice little game. It was nice to get out of the house, certainly, that one. Um, yeah, and I think, do you know what? Stun thought the other week, it was, I, I, I do think that was one of the best best wins that we've had because it was it was just complete. They, they, they played quite well, I think, as well. Um, we kept them out. Um, and then, yeah, we managed to scrape it. So, that was good. Um, so yeah, they'd be my two. And do you have a, a favourite moment from the year? <laughs> um, not really. I've been asking this before. You know my brain works. Uh, favourite moment from the year um, doesn't have to be match related. It could just apart be... from having a week off going to Twickenham. Um, <laughs> <laughs> An extended <laughs> stay in Twickenham. Yeah. Oh yeah, you heard about that then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think the overall, um, it's not really Burton related. It's more, it's more to do with, um, it's more to do with my new Sunday um, that I've got now with Billy taking up to little ruggers. Literally, literally, he's, he's talking about it on a Monday already. He's he's on about when he's going to rugby next. Don't know what to say this week. Don't have to find what else to do. Um, but yeah, that's. Um, that's been great this year. We've really getting into it. And it's been um, we good getting up on a Sunday, spending some more, more time out there and uh, yeah, seeing a few more of the teams playing and having a jar or two. But uh, yeah, I'd say that was, that's, a, that's a big difference for this year and it's one that I've really enjoyed. So. Yeah, that is probably part of the club that we don't talk about much on here is is what goes on on a Sunday. Um, and, and I'm up there relatively often. Um, as well, and sometimes by Georgia Jar. Um, it, 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 it is really good. It, it keeps it out of trouble, but it, it kind of does it sometimes as well. So <laughs> you get out of the house for four hours away from obviously the missus can, uh, you know, bit of time off from the kids or kids for me. But, when do you, sorry, um, can I just ask, when do you have time on with the kids and the, the, the missus? Because you seem to be. Uh, nowhere near them most of the week. Uh, so Sunday, <laughs> uh, Sunday evening. <laughs> any time before nine and any time after, after five, basically. That's me. So yeah, it is full on time. So, so fuck it, don't come, don't come spinning that one. But yeah, no, it's been good. It's nice. We get we get we get time away up there and set a little crash up in the corner and uh, yeah. Don't drink too many pints. Sounds good. Sounds good. Before we let you go, 
because you are one half of the two playing uh, first team billings, we also reached up to our, our club captain before we invited you on. We asked brother to come on and he wasn't available, but he's literally just messaged his highlights of the season so far. And I just thought, while you're here, you can comment, George, and Phil, you can as well. Um, our, our, our prince, our, our club captain, Dougie, said his two of his highlights of the season were Will Taylor's six tries against Dolly Felix. We don't like chatting up Will Taylor. Um, but also the defence... Who was it, was it against? What against uh, six tries against Donny Phoenix. No. No, negative. It was someone else. Because we just played Phoenix at home. Okay. It was against... Was it against Nuneaton? Not Nuneaton. No. It was against Broad Street. Yes. Broad Street. Well, firstly, at least the captain was pissed on the side for most of it. But um, one that I, I know you both failed to comment on will be the defensive effort against Gunford. Um Probably not the, the, the first time they travelled down to us, I imagine. <laughs> but uh, talk us through that that defence against Scunthorpe, either of you. How Why was that one of Dougie's favourite of the season? Was it one of them miraculous moments everyone switched on? Just felt like we, it was, it's going, it's kind of rolled back to before COVID, didn't it? How we used to defend, yeah. basically. Yeah, um, it was good. I didn't make any tackles, non-notable ones anyway. So. Shock. <laughs> there, was, there was just an intensity about us that day. I don't know what it was. Something about the competition, I don't know. but It must be. and I think it is. I think I think that competition side of it, I mentioned it before a bit earlier, it, it kind of, it certainly switches me on to stuff. And I know, I know a few of them in the team um, I like that. So, um, yeah, it must have, must have just been that. The fact that you know, they brought back with the holders of it. And uh, yeah, onward to the final, whenever that may be. <laughs> yeah. So supposedly facing final 24th-ish of August. I think it's a bit late. I think it's the week after. Oh, is it the 24th plus 7 of August? 30, 30th, hang on. I've got a little calendar oh, I heard it with Bank Holiday, which is absolutely... Yeah, it's the Bank Holiday, so it's the 28th. 28th, 28th of August. What a, what a showdown to start, end the season. Who knows? What a ridiculous fucking call. Anyone going to be there? That's, what, that's the question. I was going to say. Well, so we play it in, like, where does everyone go on holiday? Uh, I don't know. Two days before. Yeah. Magaluf. Should we play it in Magaluf? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure. I'm, I mean, I don't know who we're playing in it. Who, who do we, Bridgeford, who probably. Where's well, Bridgeford? Probably. Probably. They're sort of age group down in Magaluf rather now. Probably yeah, that's true. Well, I don't know. And knowing our lock, if it's uh, if it is West Bishford, it'd probably be in the middle of Lincolnshire. Yeah, you boys have to play the final because obviously that's how the NLD work. They have no fucking common sense. Um, George, oh, thanks sure. for <laughs> sorry, they don't listen. Thanks for coming on, mate. Um, <laughs> Not a problem, boys. Cheers for that. <laughs> have a nice rest over pre-season. Trying there. Uh, Lose some of that Thursday night Negroni from the old gut. I uh, keep having to fork out for you every Thursday. But uh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is vicious. That's a vicious it is rumor. vicious. You know what's uh, a vicious rumour? Negronis don't go on your gut. It's, the, it's, it's all the, it's all the, uh, the other stuff. What? Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. Anyway, George, have a good rest, mate, of the pre-season and uh, we'll see you in a bit.
That was George Billum. Normally, I say good guy, but I'm not sure he is. I know he's not. <laughs> he's not. I know he's not. I know he's not. Um, three parish notes. The first one, President's Day. Phil, what date is President's Day? 21st of May. 21st of May. 21st of May uh, is President's Day. We, I think there's a few games going on in President's Day. I think the girls have been asked to play. The academy have been asked to play. But I know for a fact that um, the second and third team are putting out a squad against, I've got it in front of me. Cotton Willow's old boys. That's it, Cotton Willow's old boys. So that should be a good one. They've given themselves a nickname, but I can't remember what it is. Is it like Vipers or something like that? Vipers. Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) But uh, yeah, anyone that um, is involved in Pavs or involved in Cotton Willow's, get up to the club on the 21st of May. It's going to be a, a good weekend. It will celebrate both, supposedly, according to the website, both President's Day and the Queen's Jubilee. So if we're going patriotic, get up there on the 21st of May. Um, and then the big 100-year celebration of the 25th of June. Is that what you just told me? 25th of June. It's going to be a big get-together. Uh, really, really smart do for us. I don't know how we're going to cope. I don't know if we're going after match attire, but it's going to be a good a good sit down doing a few drinks and a bit of a raffle at the Park or Crown Plaza. One of the plazas. One of the plazas in Nottingham, yeah. One of the plazas in Nottingham. Tickets are fifty pounds unless you get a table. Get a table. So, so what if I put no, I've just got an idea. Go on. It's competition time. Okay, bottle of Lambrini for the winner. Well, no, uh-huh. I was thinking. Okay. Because me and you are going to have a table. We are. We're going to have a Pavs Pod table. Oh, yes. People can apply to sit on the Pavs Pod table. Amazing. It's going to be really sad when it's just me and you. Yeah. <laughs> if we get enough applicants, it will be £40 a ticket or £45 a ticket or whatever. As I say, we're not subbing it. But yeah, yeah. £45 a ticket to sit with uh, me and me and Eggy. Go and Eggie's table. It'll be the, the booziest of all tables. Um, I will make sure I persuade our, our board to give us a few bottles of Lambrini for the table to keep it authentic, to keep it real. Um, classy. Classy. It's especially classy. Who doesn't love a perry on, on, a, on an evening? But, yeah, it's, it's going to be a really good night. It's going to be a chance for us to celebrate um, – Pavs now and Pavs over the last 100 years, I'm sure there'll be people that we we will wish were sitting around the table, but are no longer with us. But it's a good time to celebrate what we have done over the years and, and looking forward to what we're going to do over the next 100 years as well. Yeah. So if you want to be on our table, you have to WhatsApp Tom or I. Ooh. I am a centurion. I am a centurion. I am a centurion to sit on the Pavs pod table. And if you're one of them, uh, I was going to say weirdos, people who do not have our numbers but yet still want to hear us chat shit every week. <laughs> you can send that to the Instagram or the Facebook page. Exactly. I am a centurion, so get them into us um, and we'll, we'll put you on the table. But there is only going to be eight spots. Eight. Because there's two of us, yeah. There's two of us and eight minus, no, ten minus two is eight. So that's Correct. where it's and the final announcement is um, it kind of it, it will sound sad as I start it, but it's it's a happy moment. This is the last Pavs pod as we know it. 
we are venturing into a, a new world come the start of next season. We are going to be Pazpod Presents the Midlands Rugby Podcast. So, Phil, what's that going to consist of? So we're going to spread our wings a little bit and speak to a few more of the clubs in a similar position to Pavs in and around the Midlands, which sounds a bit weird because now we're going to be playing in the Northeast, but <laughs> we don't know anyone in the Northeast, so we're going to stay with the Midlands. Um, just get a sort of an understanding of what other clubs are doing, how they're doing it, and, and you know how they get on with it. Um, it'll be really interesting. Um, we'll be touching base with previous people quite often, I would have thought, but I think we're going to call it the Midlands podcast and then we can uh, we can get away with it a little bit more can't we Tom oh we can we can <laughs> that can be from the lowest level to the highest level so uh, we we will definitely be aiming to get some of the, the praise from the Midlands the semi praise from the Midlands but also we want to hear about what's going on at uh, other clubs in our area be that uh, our rivals of people like Newark and people like that. We we want to realistically know what's going on in your club and and what grassroots rugby means to you effectively. Um, so that'd be a really good step into the direction of us becoming uh, influencers. I don't know if that's the term. That's one hundred percent not the term. Not the term. More self obsessed is the word I think you're looking for. Yeah, more narcissistic than <laughs> ever. So yeah, but that's it. That's. That's the season done. That's us done. We've got a nice few weeks off. I'm sure we'll be planning in the background, but Phil, it's the last, it's the last part of the season. I don't know if you've got anything for me, but um, up here. Phil, any wise words? Get to CrossFit with Goat and Jim Reeson. Is that a wise word? Probably. Well, no, relatively. Well, if you're if you're Kieran Wells, then that is a really good wise word. Come to. Mm, <laughs> Last. but it's fine anyone that wants to come but Phil any wise words um, always wear sunscreen and a hat thank you very much I needed to hear that because I got burnt as fuck on Saturday um, <laughs> there you go there we go. Say? there we go wise words actually meaningful but Phil thank you very much for this season we'll speak to you next season but bye bye